Meet Myrtle, a tricolor English bulldog. She's huffing and puffing while taking a walk in the park with her human, Katie Takearts. But she's not a quiet dog at all. Bulldogs have flat little faces, which makes breathing a bit more difficult, and walks, well, not terribly long. But for Katie, that doesn't matter. For her, it was love at first sight. She's really cute. Um, She just, especially with the tricolor, like, her eyebrows are so expressive, and then she has her little white waterfall above her nose, and um, she's like that. And she'll look at you, and, like, her... Her teeth are uneven in the front, so she'll get her lips caught on her little snaggle teeth. And so she was just impossible not to fall in love with. For the most part, Myrtle is like any other English bulldog, except for the cow print diapers. She's a Pampers size seven, um, and she's pretty much stayed at that weight, and we've been really lucky about that. She's a good weight for avoiding some of the hip problems that bulldogs just in general have. Bulldogs are prone to health problems, and Myrtle has one of the toughest. She was born with spina bifida. It left her incontinent and unable to use her hind quarters. But now she's able to walk, thanks to a clinical trial examining a new surgery and stem cell treatment for spina bifida that translates to humans as well. In this episode of Unfold, we'll look at how animals are providing hope for a spina bifida cure. Coming to you from UC Davis and UC Davis Health, this is Unfold, a podcast that breaks down complicated problems and unfolds curiosity-driven research. I'm Amy Quinton. And I'm Marianne Rush-Sharp. Marianne is with UC Davis Health and our new co-host this season. I'm here because this season's episodes of Unfold are focused on health. Spina bifida is the most common cause of lifelong childhood paralysis in the United States. About four children are born with it every day. It occurs when a developing baby spinal cord doesn't form properly in the womb, and part of the spinal cord and surrounding tissues are exposed through a gap in the back. Dogs also get spina bifida. You just heard about Myrtle, an English bulldog born with the abnormality. She's lucky because most puppies born with spina bifida are euthanized. Oh, how did Myrtle escape that fate? It started with Dr. Diana Farmer. She's the chair of the surgery department at UC Davis Health and a pediatric surgeon. You might be wondering what does pediatric surgery have to do with spina bifida in bulldogs? Well, Farmer has been working on a cure for spina bifida for 25 years, although her interest in finding a cure began when she was a child. Her mother taught at a school for children with disabilities. And I remember thinking how unfair it was for a child to be born paralyzed. And for families who didn't really realize the extent of the disability that their child might have until their child grew up. Because in this disease, spina bifida, the real manifestations don't show up until later in life. That's when parents realize their child may not be able to walk. Spina bifida comes with other serious problems too. The possibility of a child having lifelong paralysis, lifelong bowel and bladder deformities. There are some other uh, fluid on the brain. Hydrocephalus is something that's associated with spina bifida. If left untreated, hydrocephalus can damage brain tissues. 
But about 20 years ago, Farmer was part of a team that conducted the first clinical trial showing prenatal surgery to close the gap in the spine significantly reduced the possibility of a child developing fluid in the brain. That was a huge shift in a, an amazingly positive outcome. It, it, it almost eliminated entirely that problem for future children. And more amazingly, Amy, it also improved the possibility a child could walk. But it wasn't a cure because more than half of children who have the surgery are still unable to walk. But farmers saw that as a glass half full. Just the fact that you could make any improvement, in my mind, opened the door to being able to make more improvement. Farmer turned to one of the newer technologies at the time, stem cell therapy. But they had to find stem cells that could reverse the neurological damage, and that was no easy task. So Farmer worked with biomedical stem cell engineer Dr. Ajun Wang at UC Davis Health. Wang says that once someone is paralyzed, it's very difficult to regain function because you have to get neurons or nerve cells to regrow or reconnect. We know that neurons in spina bifida actually, they are formed in initially, but they are killed by the environment later on because their the spinal cord is exposed. Ah, so they had to figure out how to develop stem cells that would protect those neurons so they wouldn't die. Right. So the answer? Placental stem cells. We discovered they had they appeared to have amazing um, characteristics, special well, I like to call it the magic stem cell juice, <laughs> but it's much more complicated than that. I love it. Magic stem cell juice. It's perfect. Wang says these stem cells are able to secrete lots of important growth factors. The juice, the magic juice, can protect neurons from death, from being apoptotic, from being killed by the other cells. You know, it's a very sort of a protection shield to the neurons. And these stem cells and their magic juice would be held in place by a special engineered patch, a lot like a scaffold. It's placed directly on the spinal cord during surgery. But first, they wanted to try the treatment on a sheep that was pregnant with twins with spina bifida. One of the twins received the patch with stem cells. The other received the patch without the stem cells. And guess what happened? And it was almost too good to be true. The lamb with the cells was able to walk because lambs walk right at birth. And the other lamb could not even stand up on its hind legs. And we just, it was too good to be true. We didn't believe it. That was a big moment. I still remember that day when our lab manager came to me and Doug Farmer actually saying that the lamb was able to walk. I was like, you got to be kidding me. They tested the stem cells again. Still, the results were the same. The lambs could walk. But Farmer says it was important to have a model more like a human and one in which spina bifida occurs naturally. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess bulldogs. Bulldogs. It would do two things. It would, A, help these uh, puppies that are otherwise euthanized, and B, it would help us have more confidence that the principle was correct, that the placental-derived stem cells engineered in this method would, would work. Amy, you visited the UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine to learn more about spina bifida in bulldogs. Right, and to learn more about whether the stem cell treatment could offer hope for them, too. Okay, so where does this story start? With professor and veterinary neurosurgeon Dr. Beverly Sturgis. 
I might put her up on the table. Inside the Veterinary Medical Teaching Hospital, Sturgis and her students have a 16-week-old English bulldog on an exam table. Okay, so aside from the cough, do we know anything else about Uh, how she's been doing? No other problems to report. Sturgis says bulldogs are the sweetest. And as if on cue, the bulldog, named Pippo, rolls over for a belly rub. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. we give a belly rub here? Give a belly rub here. Pippo thoroughly enjoys it. Pippo does not have spina bifida, but Sturgis says the breed is a perfect model to try the new surgery and stem cell treatment. With some regularity, we were seeing spina bifida in bulldogs. Um, It actually happens in bulldogs of all kinds, but the English bulldog seemed to have a a spina bifida that was pretty much limited to one area of the spine. When an owner chooses not to euthanize a bulldog with spina bifida, there is a surgery that can repair the spine. It's not done in utero because diagnosis doesn't happen until after the dog is born. But the surgery is also rarely performed. And as is the case with humans, improvement can be unpredictable. We can correct the the problem of the spinal cord and the nerve roots coming out of their normal place in the spine. But fixing the function, the way those cells within the spinal cord relate to each other and communicate with each other, that is the part we really haven't made any headway. Farmer and Wang approached Sturgis and asked her if she was willing to try the surgery and their stem cell treatment on bulldogs. Sturgis jumped at the chance. I'm an animal lover and a dog lover. For me, it's enough to get a treatment for the dog, to fix the dog. But then to be able to translate this into people and help people, to help little babies with this condition, I mean, there's just nothing better. Then, in 2017, the perfect candidates for the treatment were born. We had a couple little pups um, named Darla and Spanky. I think Dr. Wang identified them early on and said, you know, do you think we can try this? And we said, yeah, let's, let's try this. Let's see if we can implant the stem cells at the time that we do surgery and follow and see how these little dogs do. And everything went amazingly smoothly. They did the surgery when the bulldog siblings were just 10 weeks old. And at their two-month follow-up appointment that year, Darla and Spanky were running around and playing. Yes, you're getting so big, too. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lola, Darla. He's grown more than she has, hasn't he? While the surgery and stem cell treatment gave Darla and Spanky the ability to walk again, it also left more questions for veterinarians. Would the approach work on all bulldogs, consistently? And would it be better than just surgery alone? And could it relieve other complications from the condition? Amy, how are Darla and Spanky doing now? I'm told they're doing great. Uh, Sturgis says they were adopted by wonderful people in New Mexico who live on property where the dogs have plenty of room to roam around. I'm not kidding you on this. She says they are the happiest little bulldogs ever. Uh, It just doesn't get any better. (laughs) But do they still have any health issues at all? They still have some mild incontinence, but Sturgis says they're able to lead normal bulldog lives. I love it. So Darla and Spanky are the first dogs to have this surgery and stem cell treatment, but... 
they are not the last, right? We mentioned two other bulldogs, Myrtle, who has spina bifida, and then there's Pippo, who does not. Right, and both of those bulldogs are part of a new clinical trial that Sturgis is leading. One group with Pippo is the control group, and another is having just surgery alone, and the third is having surgery plus the stem cell treatment. You might ask, though, why do we need a clinical trial if we already know this treatment worked on Darla and Spanky? Right, well, Sturgis wants to find out if there is a big difference between dogs who have surgery and dogs who have the surgery and the stem cell treatment. While they have seen some improvement with the surgery alone, it is unpredictable. I see. So the idea is really just to figure out what treatments work best on these dogs. Sturgis is doing a physical and neurological examination of the bulldog Pippo. Uh, Okay. So let's just finish our physical. I'm just going to look in her mouth here. Besides a little cold, Sturgis isn't expecting to find anything wrong with Pippo, since she's part of the control group in this trial, but she needs to compare a typical dog to one with spina bifida. We'll just palpate down her back here on our spina bifida dogs. We can feel that she's missing some of the bony elements uh, back by her tail, but Pippo feels pretty perfect. Bulldogs with spina bifida can have both orthopedic and neurological problems. As part of the neurological exam, Sturgis needs to see if Pippo can perceive where her foot is when it's moved. So I turn the paw over on the table here and our spina bifida dogs, it'll stay, it'll stay turned over because of their abnormal neurological function. They don't know where their feet are in space. She's passing the test with flying colors. (laughs) Sturgis says she's seen neurological improvement with some dogs in the trial, but she suspects even with stem cells, some orthopedic problems might remain. But she's hopeful. Sturgis is waiting for enough bulldogs to complete the clinical trial. At the very minimum, she says the trial is offering these little spina bifida bulldogs a chance of survival and adoption. We didn't just treat these puppies and then do away with them. Uh, we treated the puppies. Some of the puppies have done very well, but others haven't done so well. All of them still have some degree of problems. And we found owners who were willing to take on these puppies that are not, not normal and require daily care way above and beyond what an a normal puppy will require. And one of those owners is Katie Takearts and her pamper size seven bulldog, Myrtle. You know what we should have done? We should have brought your toys out so you can show her your tug of war, huh? Katie adopted Myrtle knowing she had spina bifida and all the complications that come with it. She thinks Myrtle had repair surgery without the stem cell treatment. Still, Myrtle has made a lot of improvement. She's pretty active. She just recently taught herself how to go up the stairs in our house. She used to drag her whole legs when she first came to us, and then she kind of got used to walking on her feet, and she kind of built up that muscle. The biggest difficulty in caring for Myrtle is her incontinence because it makes her susceptible to urinary tract infections or UTIs. She has chronic UTIs um, because of the diaper wearing. She's on antibiotics probably quarterly (laughs) at least. She might already be coming resistant to the first one that we've been using, but that's kind of just the routine with these dogs is the UTIs. And the constant diaper changing. 
But Katie had no problem tackling those complications. She's a speech pathologist and has clients with spina bifida. Any chance for that increased independence, because um, my kids with spina bifida are just, they're so active, they just want to like communicate and do what everyone else is doing. And so the idea that this surgery can kind of provide that to them is huge. Now that's a story with a happy ending. Yeah, and I have to say, Myrtle is the sweetest dog. Katie shared a photo with us of Myrtle when she was just a puppy. You can have a look at it on our website at ucdavis.edu slash unfold. He's got little, like, Myrtle has little suspenders, like little rainbow <gasps> suspenders. Oh, my gosh. And with the diapers. It's very cute. Okay, got to check that one out. Okay, so now that we know that the stem cell treatment worked on sheep and dogs, people are next, right? Yeah, the results are compelling enough that the FDA gave its approval to launch the world's first human clinical trial using stem cells before birth to treat the most serious form of spina bifida. And that is taking place right now at UC Davis Health. And we're going to tell you that story in the next episode of Unfold. You can check out all of our Unfold episodes, including past seasons, on our website. I'm Amy Quinton. And I'm Marianne Rush-Sharp. Thanks so much for listening. Unfold is a production of UC Davis. Original music for Unfold comes from Damian Verrett and Curtis Jerome Haynes. Additional music comes from Blue Dot Sessions. If you like Unfold, leave us a review because reviews can help more people like you find our show and enjoy it. So write your review on Apple Podcasts or leave a rating for us on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for helping this show grow. 